We continued south, and of course we heard more rumors. These new ones claimed the Austrians were a mere ten miles away. It started to rain, and a heavy fog obscured everything in sight. All I heard were the slogs and slushes of our boots digging in the mud, and the sighs of tired men forging onwards, and the continued chant from each man, Where are we? Where the fuck are we? And its common response, Keep moving! Keep on! But if I must be true, then I must also say that the madness was welcome. It sparked something inside. It was a thrilling madness, which I didn't notice at first. I tried to hold on, and I tried not to think, because it's when you're not thinking, and you know you're not thinking, that you know for sure you're alive. That's all I wanted, to remain alive, whatever way I could. And I know, Anya, that the silence and the angst of that day will remain with me for eternity. We kept at a crawl, and the fog stayed there. Then we heard a tremendous amount of machine gun fire, and in a split second, enemy shells fired over us. They howled and screamed and shattered. I could smell the smoke from a distance. Then a blare of bullets filled the air. The land became an instant graveyard as body after body went down, and they surrounded me. A mass of corpses spilled there in the mud. The wounded lay moaning and bleeding. I couldn't stand it. I grabbed my rifle and tried to gauge a target through the woods, but to my horror I failed to see a thing. I couldn't discern what was moving and what wasn't. The fog was too thick and heavy, but I fired anyway. I got down and used the corpse as a shield. His barreled chest and fat face proved to be very useful. I snuck my rifle through a crevice and just fired and fired and fired through the smoke. I can remember grinning for some odd reason. God knows why I did, but I did. I couldn't control it. I bled from my mouth. It was a familiar feeling I had when I was a child, as if it was bottled up in me this entire time and now unleashed. Call it demonic. Call it Satan. It felt natural and pure. So much so that my whole body shook. I kept firing. Eventually I regained my stillness, but I kept firing. The fog lingered on. I kept firing. The barrage stopped and the silence returned. I lay in a pool of blood, for the corpse had taken several shots to the chest. And through the mud, I took the bullets out of the corpse's rifle and inserted them into mine. The silence stayed for a while. I waited and waited. I wondered if it would go on like this until nightfall. Maybe. Maybe it was only a matter of time. Maybe the war was over right then and there. There was another corpse not too far away. His face was obliterated by shrapnel. There were about five minutes where I couldn't think at all. I stared into the smoke and smelled the stench of my men vomiting. Later I saw the blood merge with mud and urine as it ran down like streams. I felt as if I were the only living soul there on the field. But then I heard the men dashing from afar. The bodies swarmed on as they got closer. I couldn't stand the sight, so I fired. I fired until I ran out of bullets. But then it became clear. And to my horror, I knew exactly what was happening. A retreat had been called. I had shot my own men. 
I stopped and watched them rush past me. I could see those faces, those damn faces, cold, pale, and scared faces. Get out of here! Get the fuck out of here! I heard a voice say. More shots from a hundred yards away soon pounded my ears. About a hundred men fled and retreated up north and past the stream. I was one of them. The day ended and I heard the horses snarl through the cannon fire. I didn't know where I was, what year it was, or why the cavalry was sent on such a suicide mission. My only concern was to find a way out of that hell that I found myself in. I ran out of breath. More horses rode past. More men fled. Then it got dark, and I joined the others. I couldn't sleep all that night, so I waited for the sun. And as the morning arrived, it only got more confusing. Orders soon came in from the east. Half of the division was to report back by the face of the mountain by noon, and the other half was to stay put and guard the perimeter. I was in the half that waited. We waited and waited the entire morning and well into the afternoon, but the other half never showed. Some of the men grew restless and started to instigate and wrestle with each other. There was so much angst, it had to go somewhere. They shouted and swore, especially the younger boys. In the end, they ended up with bloody noses and broken knuckles. It wasn't worth it, but I guess they couldn't stand the silence. The sergeants were appalled. We all prayed the other half of the division would show and flash and surprise us like thieves in the night, but they never came. Finally, at dawn, we marched up to the south side of the cliff, and there I saw the first signs of snow. I could see it up, covering the caps of the nearby mountains, but the boulders beneath were still chalky and gray. We climbed up. The higher we went, the more I had a terrible feeling, the feeling that I knew exactly what was going to see, that I knew exactly what had happened to the other half. It was a grim feeling, Anya. We found dead bodies scattered for miles, bodies everywhere. Some were German. Some were Austrian, but mostly they were our men. Their faces were still fresh. The medics rushed the wounded, what few there were, into wagons. I watched them struggle to get back down the slopes as the horses stumbled on the jagged rocks. I heard those horrible squeaks of the carriages bobbing up and down, and the wailing sound of the horse that dropped to its knees was a broken sound that was filled with pain. So long as I'll live, I'll never forget that horrible sound. Then it rained again. I couldn't feel my feet. I knew I was drifting. The sight of it all numbed me. I thought about all those souls lost in seconds. I could have been one of them. I should have been one of them. Standing there like I did for so long, staring into nothingness, overcome by it all. I felt that any second a sniper would end it all for me right then and there. And from there I would join those corpses that lay on the ground. I gave them ample opportunities and several open invitations. But it didn't happen. It simply didn't happen for whatever reason. It would have been a lot easier. I lost all sense of time. I slowed my pace and looked all around. 
I heard the shells fire from miles away. Then they were replaced by the shifts of the wind and the soaking rain, and for an hour or so, all I heard were footsteps dragging to the mud. For Christ's sakes, move! The sergeant screamed. I forged my way through the rain. After a while, I finally felt my feet again. The fact remained cold and alarming. The fact stared us down, indifferent as the pelting rain. We lost almost half of our division in one night. In one night, we lost almost half of our division.